Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this Christmas episode, we watched Black Christmas. Black Christmas is a 1974 Canadian slasher film directed by Bob Clark and written by A. Roy Moore. A sorority house is terrorised by a stranger who makes frightening phone calls and then murders the sorority sisters during the Christmas break. Merry Christmas, boys. Oh, Merry Christmas ring to you. ring a to you, Thomas. What a beautiful time of year it is. Yeah. What a beautiful time of year it is to watch a very fucking scary movie. Holy I, hell. I did not expect no. what we were in for. Yeah. No. I actually thought it would be... A little bit of a treat. Yeah. I don't know why. But, well, I thought it'd be a goofy Christmas-themed yeah. slasher. Yeah. And it is a Christmas-themed slasher. It is not goofy. No. no. I waltzed into this, tinsel around my neck, Christmas hat on, Christmas sweater on. Very hot. It's very hot here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. You were sweating. Sweating buckets, but ready for some schlock. Damo, it's 32 degrees. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have some egg, some like, warm eggnog. I'm in the Christmas spirit, Thomas. <laughs> um, I think, though, to be honest, we should have known from the tagline. Yeah. Because the tagline for this movie is fucking incredible. Mm. It's, if your skin doesn't crawl, it's on too tight. Yep. Which is great, because it's something that sounds creepy, but is actually... Meaningless. Like, I don't actually know what that means, but I love it regardless. But I also just thought maybe it still sounded a little bit fun. Yeah, that's true. That's I got, true. I got sucked in. Margot Kidder's oh, in it. I was going to say, thought, had the scary boy's girlfriend, yeah, Margot yeah. Kidder. Oh, Margot. Oh, she should have done more stuff. It's a shame. It's such a shame, dude. She reminds me a lot, actually, like her voice. Mm. Her voice is quite similar to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, is, this, is it that kind of like Hollywood But I think they both got style. that vibe of no one's going to fuck with them. No. Yeah. You know? yeah. Margot Kidd is great in this. Just There's that great beat where she's at the cop shop being a, an absolute menace. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's later on- the whole time. Yeah. Later on, the, like, the, the sergeant chief guy's like- Hey, uh, who else is here? It's like, oh, Barb's upstairs. She's sleeping. Mm. She's not feeling very well. He's like, is that the woman who was here earlier today? And yeah. she's like, yeah. He goes like, yeah, we should let her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the whole drunken rant she does about the turtles that can have sex for three days straight? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> she's oh, she's fantastic. She comes into like that whole scene at the cop shop. She's being really antagonistic. And then, then she like stops fighting, just turns her back. 
cracks open a beer can. <laughs> yeah. It's like breakfast. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. also at a Christmas party getting that kid drunk, being like, you're absolutely a snucker. <laughs> yeah. What does she give the cop at the desk? Is it like a line? She goes, there's a new uh, phone extension. Yes, it's called yeah. fellatio. fellatio. And he goes, how do you spell that? <laughs> so funny. And the fact that like that feels like a one-off joke. And then it comes back around so In funny. In such a big yeah. way. The two cops are just pissing themselves laughing. Yeah. And he's yeah. like... It's dirty, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's so angry and he's like, ah, it's dirty. Ah. He's such a shit cop. Dude. <laughs> oh, he, he sucks, sucks man. man. He fucking sucks. Yeah, it's this was this is really yeah. fucking good, guys. I think we still thought we were in for the fun vibe and right. the first phone call came through. Yeah. And that's fucking hectic. It's oof, all the phone yeah. calls are really disturbing. Truly. Like it, there are like these little moments of levity, like the one you guys just described, where you're like you're really getting a feel for these characters. You're like, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Also with the um the the house mother, the woman right. who runs the She's sorority. A, oh, She's just got just got bottles Sherry. of Sherry just fucking in in bookcases yeah. and in all the hot she pulls the, the toilet, toilet lid up yeah. and lifts the string <laughs> and she's got more alcohol. It's great. She has that bit where she's like going through something, finds a box, takes it out. That bottle's empty. Yeah. Like, damn it. <laughs> oh, and like when the one when the dad of one of the uh, murdered girls shows up and she's trying to hide anything that's horny in the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a really good character. Because she's so funny. She's supposed to be this like I've got to protect these girls, but she just kind of loves them and she's yeah. But she's also and, like, yeah. I'm going to let you enjoy yourselves and have a fun right, time. Right, you're oh, young. Have she's, fun. She's yeah. a good. She's a good. Good time. Terrific. That that sorority house feels like it would be very fun. Yeah. yeah. The outfits are fantastic. Mm. Part of me is like, oh, I should have been a college boy in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm an adult man. In you would have lived at that house, Tom. Well, no, that was a sorority house. Yeah, but you would have lived there anyway, I no, think. snuck in. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> no, you just would have been invited. Worry. You would have been invited in, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> not in that way that the murderer sneaks in. No. 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 I would have been okay. like, Tom, do you want to crash your party house? I would have been yeah. like, Margo, yes, I do. Yes, please. But yeah, back to the phone calls. Like, so you have these great moments, and then you have these phone calls, and you're like, "No, they're awful." So I did read that. Like, so for when they're actually on the phone when they're filming it, just the director sort of saying some things off to the side, nothing too bad, because basically he didn't want their re- reaction to be too big. Because obviously, what they say, especially for the, this era, is fucking through the roof, explosive. Yeah. It's explosive. A lot of C bombs. Yeah. yeah, quite a lot of C bombs. A lot of dick talk in the first one, and then just like disturbing sounds. Agnes like, and Billy. Agnes and Billy, and you don't really, can't really get your hold on it, but it's just like, and it sounds like multiple voices yeah. somehow. Is it, is it split personality? Is he actually murdering someone while on the phone? Right. And you don't know. And then not knowing, I think, for us as an audience, is like part, maybe the worst part. Mm. Really, like, fucking, yeah. again, way, way more than I was expecting. They yeah. really fucking nailed it. Yeah. It does some really nice stuff, too, where they, for ages, just sort of like the subplot with Jess and Peter. And she's, the actress plays Jess, uh, Olivia. I could look it up, but my phone's in my pocket and I'm yep. not getting it out. No, I'll get it out. I deserve, <laughs> she deserves my respect. Uh, so, Olivia I, Hussey. Sorry? Olivia Hussey. So she's in Romeo and Juliet, that yep. one, that Italian one from like the say, 60s, I think. I've never yeah. even seen this. So you, you said you watched it in school? school? We watched it at school. When we did Romeo and Juliet, we watched that one and then also the Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah, yeah I remember like, the Baz Luhrmann one been around in school, I think. Mm, well, yeah. the, thing about the, the thing about the one in the 60s is it's quite a controversial one. So it's an Italian film. She's an Argentinian actress. And when they made it both her and the actor who played Romeo were like 15. Yeah. Right. And there's 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 a nude scene in it where because Ro- Romeo and Juliet obviously have sex in the movie. Like right. that's, that's a plot point. Yeah. And they they sort of have that scene in the movie. And I remember like when you're in year nine, you're like, oh boobs. And then as an adult. Sorry, did you like, say they're 15? Yeah, yeah, they're underage. Yeah. yeah. So they actually sued they there's a whole thing about it where they basically were like, Yeah, that was fucked up. And I think yeah. they sued the studio and got a bunch of money out Good. of it. Right. But yeah, so she's fantastic. In this, because I was when I was watching this, I'm like, she looks really familiar, mm. and then I immediately googled her name, and the first photo that comes up of her is, is of her as Juliet. And right, like, that's where I know. Okay, it from. yeah, it is. Yeah, um, but yeah, she's she's fucking awesome in this, and the whole subplot with her and Pete mm. is really great because it's like we, we even were having this conversation, we're like, oh, we don't think it's Pete, 
but it kind of could be. It could be. There's yes. all the signs there for, yep, yeah, you can yeah. understand why the assumption is there. He sucks so oh, much. He's a big, oh. hey, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm glad he's dead. He deserved I'm glad it. she killed him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the implication is that she kills him. Yeah, yeah. And um, in self-defense because the... she's like, oh, it's him because yeah. the silhouette matches his silhouette. Right. He's gone crazy. His, he's eyes, the house. his eyes do look the same. Like, yeah, To yeah. the point where, yeah, even at the end, I'm like, oh, maybe it, maybe it is him. Right. Fuck. No, I knew it wasn't. I knew that- was there, was, like, there was too much runtime to go, and well, it was more. Well, it was just it was that, setting up for yeah a, a mean ending, I think. Mm. Well, yeah, a very a very cool and big. That whole sequence of like just some of the organized chaos in some of the scenes is just phenomenal. Where there's just like so much happening. Yeah, yeah. Our poor subtitles couldn't keep up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they really couldn't. And at one time they just froze on the screen for. Yeah, there was a bit yeah. when they were just stuck, and I was like, "This has been up here for a uh, while." It was during Pete's little piano recital, right, which yeah. fucking sucked so much shit. Obviously- I'd love to know: was he just so completely rattled by the news in his life? That he had a bad day. On I the think piano. that's what it's supposed or to be. Or is he just fucking terrible? I think he just sucks because he was very arrogant when she was leaving. He did not seem to just like. We'll talk later. She's like, I'm not going to change my mind. It's like, we'll see. So I think his level of arrogance is like, whatever. I'll take care of that later. Yeah. I've got it in the bag. Let me just do my recital. Yeah. So I think he just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I in the moment when they're doing the recital, it's like, well, he's playing for so long here. Like, why are they <laughs> showing crazy. us so much of it? But then, I in hindsight, I kind of love it because I want to know just how bad he is. Yeah, and, and just he was to see bad. him getting tortured <laughs> yeah. by his own He was even bad at breaking his piano after. Yeah, he sucked at that. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's it's one of those great little things where you're like, oh, this subplot's just an interesting little plot going along. Mm. But it's enough, like, to give us red herrings as an audience, to give enough doubt in Jess's mind that she, she kills Pete. Yeah. But also to do the great thing of... We have a really capable cop mm. in our in our Zac Efron lookalike. Um, <laughs> he's he's fantastic, very capable. They remove him. Yeah, he's then sent off to deal with what he is investigating. Investigate Pete because yeah. it's like, well, he made the phone call. He's all over the shop. There's enough evidence to point to him. They walk into the studio. He smashed the piano, and he's right. like, something's going on. We here. got this guy. And so the only guy, because the other capable guy is at the phone relay service, and then the only other cop they've got is that Lieutenant Nash, who you know. If you fuck this up, I'll kill you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you then are suddenly left with uh, the scenarios like cooked, if 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 the sergeant makes the call or if he's hanging around, he calls that house and he's like, Jess, I'm going to need you to go outside. Mm. He handles it way better. Yeah. She gets out and probably doesn't kill Pete. Which on that hand though, that's bad. Mm. I want Pete to die. Yeah, yeah. I think like, like I definitely don't think Pete is a well man. I don't think he's our killer, but he's not a well man. But yeah, there was so much to love about this. Like one thing I, I thought was great was like, this is a 70s movie. It's a sorority movie. It's a slasher movie. Like I was expecting little in the way of characters. But like, It's directed by the guy who made Porky's. The guy who made Porky's. That's what I thought we were going to get. Porky's, but with murder. Yeah. Well, so I, so I was like, I was thinking, yeah, these female characters are very well realized yeah. in, in a very authentic way. And so then I did read that there was this strict rule that Clark himself had on set for when it came to writing the female characters was to never objectify them sexually Never give them nude scenes. He wanted these college girls to come off as real people and not disposable horror characters waiting to die. That was really yeah. surprising that there wasn't really any nudity or anything in no, the movie. Yeah. The only nudity, I think, is on those two posters. The guy's asked that Mac comes up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I like it. I think it. I think it's fantastic. And especially because you're like, how many movies have we seen since this one? Again, this is 1974, I think, was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, how many movies, slasher movies have we seen since? The, it is that exact thing. They are there for se- to be sexual icons and to be disposable. Yeah. And this movie's like years ahead of the game going, oh, we're not going to do that. It's kind of years ahead of the game in everything. So many aspects, mm. yeah. It's there crazy. are so many things where we're like, oh, these are just staples of the genre now. That it's set and, up. And yeah. we're trying to like <laughs> yeah. figure out, yeah. is this the earliest film of that? Like, right. there, there may be 
another one well, this, or two. But... This and Texas Chainsaw come out the same year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like this, this predated Halloween. Um, yep. Friday the 13th. You know, there are elements of this that are in Scream and, and yeah. in everything, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, in every I, slasher. I did do a bit of digging because I was so impressed by how much this set stuff up. And there are some examples of sort of... So, a few of the things that we were really impressed by was the, the killer's POV. We only ever really yeah. had the killer mostly in POV. We definitely never saw their face ever, which I thought We was- saw his eye a lot. So with that eye, oh, yeah, boy, we'll get to that. yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I looked into that because obviously Halloween does that to really good effect. So there was one in 1960 called Peeping Tom, where it uses the POV. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like again, it's not this. This movie seems to be bring all these parts together, but that was the first to sort of have that POV. And then another one that uh, that we were like, holy shit, it was the first one to do that, which is the call is coming from inside the house because obviously that's used from when a stranger uh, calls. when a stranger calls, which is a few years later, which I think really it's also owns it. That urban legend of. Calls. Yes. Like, I think it's the movie is when a stranger calls, but I think the urban legend of the calls coming from inside the house possibly predates this, maybe. For sure. sure. Yeah. It's like this the babysitter murder or yeah, something like yeah. that is the urban legend. But there were even some, um, a few things earlier that I found. So there's one called uh, The Severed Arm in 1973, where uh, a radio announcer is called repeatedly by the killer. Then the operator soon discovers, sure enough, they're in the studio on another phone. Cool. And then there was also a TV movie with Kirk Douglas terrorizing his ex wife. Uh, and then, yeah, the police eventually manages to trace the call and figures out it's upstairs. Yeah. And that one was same year, 1974. Cool. It's a cool trope. Yeah. It was like when that line came, we all looked at one another and we're like, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'd picked it a bit earlier. We're like, yeah, he's he's just calling from inside the Right. Because there's that line about. Oh, there's another phone here. Yeah, that's in Mrs. Max's room, but it's a separate line. And the calls have, and the, the the cop is like, calls haven't been coming through to there. Don't worry about it. Right. Mm. Uh, but I think this does so well. Is like obviously there's there's all those elements. There's also Psycho, which is you know arguably one of the early slashes as well, if you if you want to call it that. But what I think this does is bring all of them together into this single package, and I think it still is ultimately the proto what we think of as the proto sl- as a slasher now, this really did set up of, of bringing all those elements together and having that as the template for what slashes will be. So even though there's examples where they got like little bits and pieces, this I think is still the ultimate initial slasher, which is like very cool. It's like weirdly was kind of thrilling to see all this on screen. I'd argue it's possibly more effective than any of the early ones we've seen. I mean, yeah. on this show, we are uh, not big fans of the first Halloween movie. No. No. Famously, we didn't like it. Yeah, I couldn't help but watch this and just constantly throughout just think, this is just shitting on Halloween. <laughs> and I know that's controversial. Like, Halloween's a classic for a reason. Yeah. But this just- It's also e- budget. Even, but, yeah, budget Halloween's too. half the budget. Yeah, mm. half. But, like, this is still relatively small budget film. Yeah. We looked it up. I think it was about 600000 yeah. or something. Which, yeah, in the 70s is substantial, but- you know, the the look of this, even like, um, Damo, you commented, there's mm. the police, the detective character. Right. And there's just the way that they frame, like the mise-en-scene oh, yeah. of the actual, the composition of the scene. They've got like a little things on his desk that are blocking it and making yeah. the frame look bigger. Whereas like, I think there are shots in things like Halloween, those right. low budget earlier slashes yeah. that are just very flat. Yeah. Just flat imagery. Whereas this had like color and the set design was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. They really the characters' the outfits were great. And yeah, it, it didn't lean on... Other horrors and slashes lean on the mask and the mm. iconic look of the villain, right. whereas this went the complete opposite. It didn't give you any of that. Exactly. Like, well, I think the us not seeing the villain, I do want to quickly talk about that because I think that worked really well. At the start, I was like, fuck, they're doing well to hold off on, like, obviously not seeing the monster. And then, obviously, by the time we get to the end, you're like, no, you never see him. Yeah. I, like, mm. not, not, not only anyway. do you never see him, but- and he's still out there. And he's still out there. It's yeah. a fucker of an ending. The, the yeah, fact too yeah. that the ending is because we learn the repetition of he calls 
after he kills. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the film ends with the phone ringing. Yeah. And you're like, has he killed someone? Because you don't know if he's killed someone because he's sorted right. up in the attic playing with the, the rocket. Who they still haven't found. Right. Like they've only, oh, we've got the bodies. The only bodies they've got are the bodies of the two girls who were killed in Margot's bed. Yeah. They haven't gone up to the attic. They haven't found the girl in the rocking chair, which is a horrific, that slow oh. zoom out shot of her just sitting like framed in the window. Yeah. Just horrific. And then, the, yeah, the phone call ringing as the credits roll and the cops just standing at the front. And, yeah. you know, you know, Jess is inside asleep. Does she live? Does she die? Chilling stuff. Do, yeah. I mean, do you Huge have to, stuff. Do you have to take the implication from that phone call is that she's dead? Maybe. I think, yeah, you could definitely read it like that. Is there yeah. anyone else in the house? Had he, yeah, had he killed anyone else without making another phone call, I guess is the question. Unless I think he's just, so. Unless he's just calling You'd have to go again. back and watch it. But, yeah, if that is the thing, he makes the phone call after killing somebody. Then, yeah. Then she's dead. Right. I mean, I think she's dead anyway, to be honest. I don't think it's great. So He's still alive in the house. She's there. Like, yeah. I think she's going to die, unfortunately. So, there was talks of a sequel and even there was okay. a bit of a plot. So, there's various there's various ones that have taken place over the years because there was initially they were going to make one sooner. And I actually read that, and again, this was from IMD Trivia, so take it with a grain of salt, but like the Johnny C was inspired by this movie and was actually inspired by what he'd heard the sequel was going to be about. And then when it'd get axed, he made Halloween, apparently kind of using some of the ideas that the sequel was going to be, yeah. which is very interesting. But I don't know. There was like years later, years later, there was a, one of a sequel where it was going to be Jess was now the, the den mother or whatever it's okay. called, yeah. in which case she would be alive. The sorority but, mother. I kind of like that mother. as yeah. a story. Yeah. There is a- It's really funny having watched this. Um, I've, There's a remake from mm. like last year or the year before with mm. Imogen Poots. Right. And boys, Scaredy Boy's favorite, Carrie Ulls. Hey. What and accent is he doing? He's doing whatever he's doing. Um, okay. <laughs> and I just, I'm just i going to tell you right now, boys, that one sucks shit. How's, how's his performance? Uh, oh, Sean, what do you think it is? Uh, I imagine terrible like in literally every other film he's ever been in. Not every- not every film he's been in. Like what? He's What's he good in? He's good in um, um you know what? We're not going we're not getting into oh, it. Yeah, he can't do it. Well <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 another no. win for Sean. <laughs> Mate, he's good in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's good in Saw. Uh, Out of all the keep, things keep going, seen, keep going. Uh his Boston accent is impeccable oh, in the unholy. Right. Now you're yeah. just talking absolute shit. Um, <laughs> but the remake is so interesting because they lean in a bit more of the fun. Like the kills are a bit more like Christmas themed. Like I think someone gets killed with like a like a sharpened candy cane. Right, <laughs> and right. An icicle gets pushed off a thing and kills somebody. And there's some interesting stuff for the first like half of the movie. Imogen Poots is as she always is. Right. Very good. We're never gonna watch this. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. The not. twist in this is so shit. It's not a serial killer. It's like a coven of toxic masculinity. Ugh. Powered by a statue of a dead guy. That what? <sighs> yeah. That feels like it's trying to be more clever than it actually it is, is. It is very much like, hey, men aren't like this because it's ghosts made them do it. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a bad movie. The it's audacity movie. of remaking a great thing and just turning into a pile of yeah, shit. Yeah, and, like, and taking away the things that made this so fantastic. Like, yeah. again, the ambiguity of the end and the fact that we never see the killer, like, that's what rules about this mm. movie. Like, to swap it for that? Holy hell. Yeah, it's not great. So we never have to watch it because okay. we've watched Perfection. Yeah, we have. Boys. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Where are we scared? Oh! Yeah. It's a spooker. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, no Most, question. Mostly uh, the phone calls. They are, they are, yes. they're just, they're so unsettling. It's yeah. disturbing. It's disgusting. I will say the phone calls, I think the POV with the breathing, like, yep. and especially when, like, there is that thing of, like, yeah, someone's in the house watching them. Like, yep. that, that is so unsettling. And then the other thing was that continually, I think they did so well, like, for the girl who's in the rocking chair with the plastic over her face to keep cutting back to that. Yeah. Like, again, a terrible decision in that it's too effective. Like yeah. It was yeah. upsetting every time, as well as that crane shot out the attic window, and you yeah. just sort of slightly see her up in the window. Yeah, you can see her through the window. And have you boys seen the poster for this movie? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's her. It's her in the fucking rocker with oh. the- Yeah. And so, Ugh. like, again, they knew they had an iconic image, and they really wielded it to good effect. Yeah. His eyes are very scary. Yes. Uh, that shot when, yeah. He's- through the door. Through He's the door, going, yeah, yeah, that's that's fucked. That's because also it, it lingers for a while. She's sort of frozen, and then the camera like just sits on his eye, and it kind of looks like his pupil like mute moves, yeah, but it's just trick of the light. It's right. fucking scary. What's, shit. what's the house mother's name again? Um, Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac. When she goes up and you see that hook hanging, you're just yeah. like, this is fucked. It's not going to end going. well. Yeah, and like you don't actually see it, but. It's still really effective, the yeah. editing of it. Like, you see the swing, and then it cuts away, and you just know, yep, that's gone into her mouth, and she's been ripped up through the floor. Yeah, exactly It's right. Um There's a, a thing I was reading, that, and you might have said come across this mm. too, Damon, in your research, where originally the script was a lot, like, the kills were a lot, it sounds ridiculous, a lot more graphic, and you saw more of them. Okay. Yeah. And both the Bob Clark and the writer sat down and were like, we should make them more subtle, so that you see their outcome. You see the start, but you don't actually see what, like, even with Barb's murder, mm. the shot of that through, like, the glass animals and the shot oh, of just, like, that a was glass horrible unicorn. To see. Yeah, yeah. And she's sort of flailing around, but you never actually see, like, the stab yeah. going in and out and the gory, whatever. It's more effective because your mind effective. is filling in the gaps. Yeah. And then even with the with Phyllis, who just dies off camera, and yeah. they you find the bodies all, like, twisted up together yeah, on the bed. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's really, really effective by not showing you. It doesn't blow its load, boys. Yeah. It doesn't well, blow its load on at the, all. On its not blowing its load because one thing I thought was really terrific as well and I was not expecting but like had me on edge which was when the first girl dies and no one knows no one finds her body I th- I'm thinking oh this is going to take place in one night we're going to get the slasher thing of he's going to pick them off one by one it takes place over days like a couple of days I think it's two, two days yeah. two days but still like we know she's in the attic and everyone else is just like geez what's happened to Jess or what no not Jess whatever her name was yeah at a certain point though we just thought Claire. that they did find them yeah. and then it cut back to the attic I'm like oh no fuck they haven't they found them they still haven't found them by the end of that the that dad has no closure <laughs> right and that poor dad and so like 
again, holding off on that, that sort of, again, it's the relief thing almost of like, oh, finally our characters have this very important piece of information. They don't, but we do. So we are constantly on edge for that whole time going, guys, please figure it out so you can finally get a little bit closer to getting in front of this guy. Yeah, it's fucking disturbing. Yeah. It's, um, I did, like, I looked a couple of years ago for scary Christmas movies. Right. And I, for some reason, I don't know, I, found, I came across like Krampus, but there, yeah. nothing really jumped out. And maybe maybe this this surely would have come up on a list. Yeah, but sure, yeah. I think I just had that thing we talked about at the start where I just thought it was going to be a bit 70s, a little bit goofy, yeah. a little bit horny, and right, just right. kind of like not that scary. But like this is, when you, when you really think about it, it's one of the more disturbing ones we've watched. Yeah. Yep. You know what it reminds me a little bit of? Some of the kills and some of the sequences mm. and the POV stuff is very Zodiac. Yes. Like oh, it really, right. really Zodiac. And particularly because of that ending where it's like, they didn't catch the killer. Yeah, and yeah. they maybe never will or whatever. And and also we just don't know anything about the exactly. Killer. Yeah, Is his that's name it. Billy. Maybe. Well, like even like so, it's really even taking. We've talked about this for the Halloween episodes with Michael Myers. Obviously, you can't read his face. You can't read his body language. He basically doesn't have any body language because he's just curious by everything that he's doing. Mm. Uh, and that what's what makes it so ter- terrifying because you can't get a read on this guy. For this one, we literally don't even. They don't even give us that. Yep. Like they give us absolutely nothing of this yep. person. We're not. We're not sure. We're like maybe his name's Billy. We don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, I did actually read a fact where um, basically Bob Clark had worked out a, b- a backstory for him, which was. Do you boys want to hear it? Sure. Yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, in, in the backstory, he was abused as a child, locked in the attic, and eventually managed to kill his parents. And then the Agnes he kept referring to was his little sister, who he also tried to kill, but she escaped, giving him this sort of dislike of of women and girls. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the whole thing of, like, Agnes, don't tell them what I've done. Yeah. 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 That's, that's juicy. I just, while we're on Bob Clark, mm. I was, we're watching this movie. It's such a good movie. Movie. It's well shot. It's, oh, we've got to talk about some of those shots, but yeah. So I was like, Bobby Clark, what else has he done? We look him up. He's done a couple of horror movies here and there. He is also the director of one of the worst movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So he did Baby Geniuses, which is right. a dog shit film. <laughs> yeah. But its sequel is like, you know those movies that are like the 50 worst movies that have ever been right. made? The sequel to Baby Geniuses, which I think is called Baby like Super Geniuses or something, right. is widely regarded as utter dog shit. I, yeah. On Letterboxd, I think its average rating is 1.2, 1.1. Wow. Like yeah. it is just- yeah. Have you seen it? A pit. No, but I'm pretty sure friend of the show, Joel Dusham, might have. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Loves to torture himself that yeah. one's prime for a future fucked option on the Neil of weird oh, oh. I, I was thinking that for eye cramps haven't watched yeah. that movie but yeah it's widely regarded as being just a terrible terrible film bob clark what right. are you doing mate? how yeah. do you make this that's baffling and then years later like this is early in his career yeah yeah years later you're making shit right bobby what are you doing he also made a christmas story cocaine uh, maybe cocaine. Maybe. Yeah, um, but he also it. made a Christmas story. So he's got runs on the board. How yeah. does he make fucking just two dog shit films? I, I haven't seen that dog shit film. That surprises me that he's capable of doing it because yeah. this this is like pretty high level filmmaking. Yes, yeah. the, some of the shot transitions are so yeah, creative yes. in this; it's awesome. I could go through Bob Clark's life and find out a bit like Donald Pleasant's. It's always alimony, right? <laughs> right. <That's- laughs> could be. It. Yeah, there was one scene transition where it was someone screaming, obviously because of the killer, and then it cuts to a telephone ringing. So, like having obviously. It's so easy to go for a visual connecting point between scenes, which yeah. also is really great. And a lot of movies like don't think to do it anymore, mm. it seems like. Where it can even just be something as simple as like, you're looking at the moon, you cut to the circle of a porthole or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. But to have the audio cue match up in that transition, I just was like, holy hell, this is next level. This is great. I mean, I'm sure we've seen stuff like that in movies. That's a great tool to use. Yeah. But yeah, that one really stood out. Yeah. And it's like, and, and watching him do a few of them throughout yes, the movie. Yeah, it was remember, like- yeah. 
how come they don't do stuff like this as much anymore? I this agree, is like, man. This is like prime time filmmaking. It's this so is exciting awesome. to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like it rewards the viewer. You see it and you're like, oh, that was fucking good. Yes, well done. Yeah. Loving this, loving this. Oh, you, just, you, you feel like you're in capable hands. Yeah, which is definitely. Also great. Capable hands. I'm just going through his filmography because it is fascinating. So he does Black Christmas. Yeah. He does A Christmas Story in Porky's. He does another horror movie called Dead of Night, which comes out the same year, which is a similar okay. kind of vibe about a guy just going around killing people. Right, right. right. But he's he got Baby of Geniuses. He's got some belters. He's got a movie called Rhinestone, which stars Dolly Parton and Sly Stallone. Oh. And the premise is a big time country singer brags she could turn anyone into a country singing star. And she's out to prove up she can live up to her talk when she recruits a cab driver from New York City as a country singer. Oh, boy. Sly Stallone singing. Sly Stallone being taught how to be a country singer by Dolly Parton. I love it so Can we do that for Scary Boys? Yeah, we might have to. <laughs> but he's got some artists. He's done Porky's too. And then there's a period in the 2000s where he must just be making shit. So he does Baby right. Geniuses, Super Geniuses. He does a movie called Blonde and Blonder, Oof. which does Pamela Anderson and Denise Richards. Oh, wow. As two blondes who are mistaken as international mob hit killers. Yeah. Right. A movie called Karate Dog. Oh, wow. Which stars Chevy Chase and John Voight. So that's in the wow. 2000s. When yeah. was he making these ones that you said were utter trash? That's these ones in the 2000s. Yeah. They're in the 2000s. Yeah. I, I Look, that's 30 years after yeah. Black Christmas prime time. I think how many filmmakers can you know still be pumping out good stuff 30 years later? Very mm. few, really. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's just baffling. Your, your big guns from, are doing it, but like, yeah, I understand it. It goes yeah. from big to just like... If you told me that he made one of the biggest turds of all time in the same sort of time frame right, as this, right. I'd be like, wow, hell, what the Yeah, fuck? and like obviously you can go, well, Porky's is dated pretty badly, but at the time it was a huge film. Mm. I've got to be honest, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, it's just like a frat. Okay. Boys. Porkies. Porkies, yeah. Just, it's just a very a horny, horny movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. got that the infamous porky scene is them spying on like they spy on girls in the shower. Okay. Like that's the that's the scene that everyone knows. Okay, so he he left all the sensibilities that he'd gathered. Right. What he what said, he purposely yeah. didn't do in this film, he saved it all for Porky's. And then he <laughs> made a sequel, Porky's Two. Yeah. Okay. So Porky's is basically a bunch of like high schoolers want to lose their virginity and it takes place over one night and then the sequel is the next day. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which I kinda like as a movie. Like Yeah, yeah sure. Know, do you sequel, there's the next day. Sure. Yeah. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? There's so many people doing clever things. Mm. I understand the logic of why Jess ignores Lieutenant Nash. Right. Because she's like, I've got to save my friends. Because she still th- we know they're dead. But yeah. She still thinks they're alive. Well, she's unsure. She has right. a heartbreak, but she's screaming at them to please answer. And she's like, I'm going to get the fire poker. I'm going to find them. Yeah. She makes some smart choices. I, I don't think that's unwise. I think that's been a good friend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I, I'm not going to hold that against Nash him. Nash is yeah. an idiot. Oh, that cop oh. sucks. Yeah, he's he a sucks. moron. Yeah, he's, he's a bonehead. A- yep. The cops are pretty incompetent here. Pete sucks. He doesn't make wise choices. I just no. want to mention that he sucks just one more time. And like ultimately, I suppose you could argue the detective makes the wrong choice. Like it's the wrong choice, but I don't know if it's a foolish choice of going. Well, Pete might be the killer here because that seems logically yeah, to yeah. tie up a lot of things. To and he's just like, I'm just going to check up on him. We've still got a cop outside. We've yeah. still got all this. We know that the cop has been killed. Yeah. yeah. And also, he he seems like a decent cop, like yeah. as opposed to Nash completely. Like he's at least making an effort and yeah. he seems to care. And you know, he's on the yeah. phone with him. He's like, Are you okay? And that's sort of and he takes it seriously. And he sets up the, the wiretap and everything like they're really actually going to great lengths to make sure they're and even like how nash misses the point that like well a girl's gone missing from this from this sorority yeah. house we've already had one teenager show up dead and now they're getting weird phone calls you didn't think you want maybe want to connect the dots yeah. there mate yeah he's just an idiot yeah yeah he doesn't know what fellatio is and yeah. it, that's very funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no uh, yeah I, you can't really fault them no they, i think yeah they do as best they can like and even thinking of oh, we just Barbara, Barbara's just like she's just been in with Barbara yeah. and had she's had that asthma panic attack she's calmed her back down she's put her back to sleep she then goes up some carolers come and sing yeah. 
foolish that the carolers are even out. Right. And it's very funny that someone then comes up being like, get the kids back in the car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be out here. Like, a kid's been murdered. There's right. missing girls everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a dangerous time to be out. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, like, overall, no. Like, I, I think the nutter upstairs mostly kind of gets away with luck more than anything. It's it's the fact that he goes down to the street and kills the cop, though, to me, that's like, when did you leave? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, why are you so... So your mind is really organised enough to have picked up on that and right. to have, have, like, effectively done that without anybody yeah, seeing you Yeah, that's the one anything. plot point they didn't really... Yeah. Didn't that, really, that was just uh, a, a convenient thing yeah. rather than a... I don't logically think that makes sense. I'd no, prefer I prefer it if he doesn't leave the house. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and we don't see it. And it's he's killing a guy instead of girls, where obviously that's his yeah. whole thing. Like... I, I think he, right. he seems too unhinged to be able to pull off a plan yeah. smoothly. Yeah, that plot point didn't sit right for no. me. Even if, yeah, there could have just been another reason why the cop had to leave or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Otherwise, I think for our actual main characters, yeah, they they did as well as they could. It was, yep. it was a tricky situation. They did everything they could. They just were in the path of madness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, boys, what would we do if we were in the path of madness? So, I think we obviously can't be in the sorority. Maybe we're in a little scaredy frat. Yeah, and we're like we're, we're the next door neighbors. We're the next door neighbors. Scaredy Studios is next door to yeah. that sorority house, and we're hearing a lot of phone calls. Can I just say I'm getting no work done? <laughs> Gamma Psi coward. Yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. So yeah, we I think I think we're often over at the parties there. We we've decided to help our friends out. Yeah, but I think the problem is, are we searching more of the house? Would we search that I, attic? Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know if that's your first... I, 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 this, again, this is why they weren't foolish. Your first thought isn't, oh, he's probably upstairs. Like, mm. you're not thinking that because they don't... Again, this is what works so well. They don't even know... Claire never made it out of the house. They Claire never left. made it out of the house. Exactly. So, the house feels like a safe location yeah. when it's actually the most dangerous spot to be in. Yeah. So, it's very tricky. Very I think tricky. we maybe catch him when he goes to kill that cop maybe then. Maybe yeah, that's our best right. bet. Yeah, yeah. We see him kill the cop. Right. We know it's not Pete, though. Plot-wise, this doesn't work. Maybe maybe (laughs) the cop comes to us and he's like, yeah, we got the guy. And I'm like, it's not Pete. It's like, no, it has to be. He's like, no, no, no. Pete's a tool. Don't get me wrong. But I don't don't think think he's out killing people. There's a chance we're recording a podcast. We hear something outside on the street, open the curtain, see a man kill a cop, and we just go... Back to the podcast. <laughs> you know what? That is not my business, boys. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about Black Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I think also maybe, maybe mm. the only thing we might do that might help Jess in the long run is when they're like, oh, we'll let her stay here. We're like, no, no, she can stay at, at, at our place right? Yeah. just because this place is fucked. Like, yeah. put her in, put her in at the place next door, get her parents to come pick her up from there. We'll go somewhere else. We'll keep an eye on her. We're recording podcasts downstairs. Yeah, yeah. We're wholesome boys. Right. That might be, yeah, do you mean at the end? Yes. Yeah, that might be the only thing to save her. Mm. After all the commotion and yep, all that, we just go, right, come and stay next door yeah. while the police properly clear the scene and all yeah. that. Even though they, I guess they gave up, didn't they? They just left. Well, they, they, they're going to do it in the morning, I think. Yeah. We'll just be like, well, you're alone there. Why don't you just come and crash here and you're we'll right. just stay up. Recording our podcast and make sure you're fine. We're doing our podcast in our one, not in their house. Yeah, no, in our yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're next door in our in I was going to say, maybe like if we were doing it in their house and he does the phone call and in the background you can hear very, very softly... Our three dumb voices chatting away, <laughs> getting excited. And that's how they figure out he's in the house because you're getting <laughs> us coming through. Yeah, that's good. That could work. Yeah, I, I just, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I just don't think we can stop this guy. I think if you come on one, two, if we actually find him and come face to face with him, which of course none of these girls really do other than Jess, yes. and, and, and she does the right thing of running away. But for us, like, he's definitely a murderer. He's also just an, he's obviously unhinged. So, like, for me, I actually find that, like, yeah, he's capable of anything, but, like, yeah, but he's not 
clever, is not smart. So I think no. if we got into a situation, which this movie doesn't really allow, so maybe we couldn't, shouldn't allow ourselves that either. But if we did have a one-on-one conf- confrontation with him, I think, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. He's not rational with the exception of killing the cop. Right. Yeah. Right, which is again why that that doesn't sit right. Yeah, it's just a it's a it's a lack of information that sort of holds people back from stopping this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we can somehow find out that he is in. Do you reckon if you saw that eye, you'd just fucking poke at it? Uh, I mean, I'd probably shit myself. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I'll probably do the same thing she does: push the door on him, run away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's a maniac, but he is rational enough that he knows to hide. This is true. He he like backs away. He waits. He waits. Like he doesn't just come in there and just go like completely. I suppose another thing to consider: Are we like our girlfriend, where we've had a bit too? much to drink this is like what christmas eve or christmas or whatever mm. we have a few too many eggnogs whiskeys this is a factor as well yes i mean we've definitely had too many maybe we just die we get killed watching the muppets christmas carol next door. <laughs> well i mean that's a five-star time that's, that's way, if what, you're gonna go that's the way that's to go that's the way to do it and then we become the ghosts of christmas past that's not that's actually pretty good that's pretty good i'm, I'm happy not- with that yeah yeah I'll cop that. Hey, that's a Christmas win. Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle, boys. Merry Christmas, every one of us. (laughs) One more thing, though. Can we, in the act of being killed by this guy, also wound him to the point where he dies? Just so he doesn't go on to hurt anybody else. That's true. And then we're heroes. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He is mesmerized by Kermit. He kills us and then Kermit comes on screen and he sits down and the cops find our bodies. They find him standing there. He makes one more phone call and it's to turn himself in. Yeah. 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 The cops come in just as uh, Michael Caine singing his song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there, boy. What day is it? (laughs) (laughs) So everybody has a good time. Yes. All right. Turn this thing around. Well, that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And a very Merry Christmas to all you listeners. I hope, whatever, however you're celebrating, you're having a truly, truly wonderful holiday season. I'll leave all the usual spiel and just say, if you'd like to reach out, you can do so at 3scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Scaredy Boys Podcast or on Twitter at Scaredy Boys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Orca Trade. Stay scared, everyone. I'm in the Christmas spirit, Thomas. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.